Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, I am bringing on another brand new co-host for you to get to know today. This gentleman is the CEO of Ajax Union, a B2B digital marketing agency based out of Brooklyn, New York. He's a business strategist, a marketing expert, certified Google trainer, got me beat on that one. And he's the author of his new book, High Energy Secrets, how he lost, get this, 95 pounds, and he has more energy than ever. So when he's not uh, motivating entrepreneurs at events and on social media, he chills in Brooklyn with his wife and five kids. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Joe Apfelbaum. Thank you for having me. I love the idea of having a co-host where you both take ownership over the show. It's not like you're the powerful, almighty one. It's kind of like, hey, let's do this together. Let's ride, yo. Let's ride. I like it. Yeah, see, I like it. It's brilliant. Most people get it once you do it. I've had two people, other podcasters, actually switch to that format. They actually said, I love that idea. And I said, I'm not any more special than anybody else. We're here to have a wonderful conversation and help the listeners and the watchers out there, you know, for the YouTube world, get something better out of life. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. So, so hey, it's, it's also, it's very refreshing to talk to somebody in my same time zone. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been, I've, I, I can't keep up with time zones anymore when it comes to the podcast world. So, and, and yeah. you, you, sir, also have your own podcast. Am I right? I do. I have a podcast called The Breakthrough Maze, where I coach entrepreneurs about anything that they want to have a breakthrough on. So people used to come over to me and say, Joe, can you coach me? And I said, <laughs> yes, I can coach you. But I, they're like, but I can't afford to pay you anything. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Why don't we record the conversation? There you go. And then I'll upload it into the world so that other people can benefit from the conversation because I found that for myself, the best form of coaching is when I hear somebody else getting coached. Yes. And you know, that, there, it's, a, uh, it's a remarkable thing that when somebody else gets the epiphany and I get the same epiphany, except I don't feel like I'm getting judged because I'm not the one getting coached. I'm not the one in the hot seat. It becomes a very powerful scenario that's very helpful to a lot of people. The people that tell me that have been listening to it. Now this year, I'm also interviewing 40 coaches to figure out what their methods are. Mm. So I'm going to get the mix of learning from coaches and also actively coaching people live on the show. Well, I'm loving the format. And actually, since I'm already, since I got all the tech here, I'm going to do some screen sharing real quick. So again, ladies and gentlemen, his brand is his name. It's very easy. Just go to Joe. So <laughs> I'm screen sharing that right now for the video feed. Author, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, and obviously podcast host as we just discussed. So I got to ask, because I've been getting more and more into speaking the past couple of years. Obviously, I'm a podcast host. I have no problem talking on a microphone. (laughs) So what made you get into speaking? So I used to, so as part of being the CEO of Ajax Union, Ajax Union is a digital marketing agency in Brooklyn. And we were featured on the Inc. 5000 as one of the fastest growing companies in America. And Google approached us and they said, we're looking for experts that are able to provide us with with expertise because they didn't want to teach small business owners. They wanted somebody else to teach small business owners. I love it. She's Is that your little one? Oh, you that's, one of my, that's, what, that's one of my five little ones. I, I, so, I, I have none. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. 
it's my purpose. You know, when it's your purpose, you figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, so what, what happened was Google approached me and they said, you know, we're looking for somebody who can teach small business owners. And we're, we want to, we want to do this in a few different areas. We want to try out this new initiative called the certified Google trainer. I said, I'm up for anything. If you put me in front of business owners, it's a great business opportunity for me to try to service them and to give them marketing services. Like, great. That's amazing. We, we need more experts to be managing people's PPC accounts because they don't know what they're doing. They end up wasting money and they say they get burned. Anyway. Very so they true. said, you, so I, they filled up a room I sold the tickets for 80 bucks a pop. They filled up the room with 70 people in the room. So you could imagine it's, I'm, I get to keep the money. So that's like, wow. Right. So I'm making money off having prospects come into a room mm -hmm. and to have a three hour conversation about Google AdWords. And I'm about to get up and talk. And I realize, oh my gosh, I'm shaking. I'm really, really scared. I, I never knew that I was afraid of public speaking until I was in front of a bunch of people. And I told my partner, I turned to him right before and I was like, dude, I'm scared. I can't do this. He's like, dude, 80 people paid $80. It's, it's time to man up. <laughs> we got leverage here. We got leverage. Get up on stage and just do it. Rock and roll. You know your stuff. You know your stuff. Come on. You know your stuff. Just get up and do it. I said, all right, I'm going to do it. So I went there nervously. I was sweating profusely. I was scared. I was saying the word basically every sentence. And I was pacing and pacing. And I just, at the end, I, I totally felt like, oh my gosh, I have so much to learn here. And I'm going to take this head on. And so I started buying books, watching mentors, asking everybody that does public speaking, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How are you so good? How are you not um, 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 um? And I quickly learned that it's, it's something that you just have to, A, learn some techniques, but most importantly, just practice. Most people are scared of it because they've never done it before. And if you've never done something before, well, it's going to be uncomfortable to do it. And fear, fear of death, you know, most people are, are afraid of public speaking more than they yeah. are of death right it's a famous cliche famous saying but the reality is they don't want to get rejected they don't want to get killed emotionally they don't want to get killed in their community they don't want to be make a mistake and everybody's going to laugh at them the worst thing that could happen is you have a group of 80 people pointing at you and saying loser loser yeah. you're such a loser and they throw tomatoes at you you know like in the and theater. we're not in grade school anymore so i think we're going to be okay with that <laughs> exactly but you know we're, with the feeling inside that we have is this level of nervousness now what a coach once told me is that joe your body doesn't physically know the difference between being nervous or being excited it has the same physical reaction your heart starts pumping you start getting like all pumped up so your audience doesn't either know the difference so instead of you getting up there and showing symptoms of being nervous, tell yourself you're just excited. Mm -hmm. It's the same physical effect. Yeah. So when I get up, I am so high energy. I'm so strong. I could be that I'm nervous, but I don't even know because I'm convinced that I'm excited. I, so I, I get up and I'm like, yeah, I'm so I, excited. I, I love what you're hitting on right now, man, because it's, uh, I, I have a BS in marketing, but I dual majored in psychology. So I geek out on the psychology piece. And this is a huge thing. Like people underestimate the power of the mind over everything. Like your mindset is everything. And you're just reinforcing that right now. They always say, I always say, if you're in your head, you're dead. So if you want crazy results, you got to get out of your mind. Hmm. You can't be in your mind, right? So but you got to know your mind to get out of your mind. And if you're inside the jar, you can't read the label. So you got to get out of yourself. You need some self-awareness. And the way you have self-awareness is by getting a coach, getting a mentor, getting somebody to watch you, going to Toastmasters. Focus. 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 It's so important to, to realize that when, you know, I used to be afraid of my own voice. 
before I started doing a podcast, I used to listen to my voice and be like, yeah, who's that? That's not me. That's ew. I wouldn't want to listen to that. Who would want to listen to that? Right. But the crazy thing is I did some research and there are studies that show that the sound of your own voice, the sound of your own voice, when you hear it the first time, sounds really weird because when you hear your voice, mm -hmm. you're actually not hearing the sound. You're hearing the, the physical vibrations inside your bones. Right. That's what you're hearing. So when you actually hear your sound coming from somewhere else, you don't have those vibrations. It suddenly sounds really, really weird. But that's what everybody is used to hearing. Eventually, when you hear your voice long enough by watching recordings of yourself and listening, then your brain doesn't know the difference between the vibrations in your bone and the actual voice. The problem is people don't hear themselves enough. And because they're not putting themselves out there, and they're not hearing themselves enough, it sounds weird. But once you blend it and you start doing it more often, you start becoming comfortable. And now you're in the very small percentage of population that has the ability to do public speaking, that has the ability to communicate effectively by doing podcasts and by doing recordings and putting yourself out there. And if you can do that, you're so way ahead of the competition. Yeah. You're hey, so you're, way ahead of the competition. Because you're taking action as well. So it, it's funny you bring all this up because I, when I first started the show back in 2016, it was, you know, it was, it was just me. You know, I've got some VAs now and everything else. And I was like, I, I I'm going to, I have to go back and listen to the show because I want to provide really, really good show notes to improve the SEO of the website and obviously help, help promote my co-host better. And I, to this day, I still listen to every single one of my shows. And the funny thing is if you do the research and analyze the podcast world, most do not go back and listen to all of their shows. They don't. And you know, it's very time consuming. It That's is. Number one. It's, I did. I did over, I have a Facebook group called the Mojivation Facebook group. If you go on my website, joeapplebaum.com, and you scroll down, you're going to see a little section called the Mojivation Facebook group. Yeah, let me jump in here. One of my goals is to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs. Go to the homepage. One, my, my, one of my goals is to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. Mm -hmm. So if you scroll a little bit lower, you might see it somewhere. Um, I thought it was right there. Okay. Just blog. Well, you got all your podcast stuff on here too now. So. Okay, so... There it is. So right there. Okay, so click on that. Join the group here. I have 500 and I don't know how many people I have there. I have 500 and change people there. And I've done over, I've done over 1,500 minutes of motivation there. Nice. So every day I go in there and I do about 10 minutes of, you know, this month we're learning Think and Grow Rich together. But in general, I have an idea. People ask me a question and I just start ranting. I just start going for it. Yeah. And I go for it. I go for it. I go for it. I go for it. And I have this really great engaged group of people and it's just so powerful to have these people to be part of this group and totally engage totally yeah. just like be in it to win it yep you got 482 people just under 500 in there now man nice i tell yeah. people all the time to start your own community because especially if it's it's full of positive influence to create positive change because you are reinforcing what i teach people all the time the people that i coach i'm like guys social media you have a choice it, it, it's the future of online. It's, it's already there, right? There's people who literally run their entire business off of social media and have, do not have a traditional website. So there's, there's a shift happening. And whether you like it or not, social media is out there. So you can either choose to use it for good or use it for evil. And I, I tell people all the time, I will not post anything negative. There's enough negative energy out there right now. What do you say to that? Yeah, yeah there's a lot of negative energy. And you know, ultimately... I, when, when it comes to negative or positive, 
When it comes, to, by the way, there's 576 members. If you actually log oh. in, yeah, I, I got to answer all your questions. So I thought I don't I know. Yeah, I don't know why on the outside it says 485. That's so interesting. I never saw it from the outside because yeah. I'm always on the inside. Because you're on the uh, inside. <laughs> but you could you could hit yeah you could hit um you could just join without answering the questions and I'll just approve you. See, yeah, see I just don't like doing that. I like to answer the questions. But okay, that's cool. Okay. I mean, anyway, I, so, I, you you set the process. I want to follow the process. I'll, I'll okay, answer your cool. questions. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, so. Bottom line is at the end of the day, for me, it's about adding as much value as I can, yeah. right? So for so how do I add value? I add value by engaging. I, I thought to myself, if I can't help millions of people, I'm not going to do anything. And then one day I just decided, you know what? I want to help 1,000. I want to be realistic. I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. Nice. And if I can do that, if I could just help 1,000 people, then I can help another 1,000. And then I can help another 1,000 and another 1,000 and another 1,000. Too often... People just go out there and they're like, I want to be a billionaire. I want to do a billion trillion thing. But that's not how the billionaires begin. Billionaires begin by making a reasonable impact to a small group of people. And they do that like you know, Mark Zuckerberg. He started out just with one university, right? He didn't start with millions and millions of 2.3 billion people on Facebook. Hmm. He literally just started with one thing and he said, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to rock and roll. And the same thing with me. For me, it's like, I want to be able to start in a place where I'm going to be making a difference in people's lives. And that's why I wrote the book, High Energy Secrets, because I just want to share my experience with people. Like I used to be 265 pounds. I was running my business totally unaware that I was gaining weight every single year. I was getting about 10 pounds a year. And one day it just hit me that if I keep doing this, I'm going to die. And what's the point of being, being wealthy if you can't, if you got to use all your wealth in order to get your health back? That's what the Dalai Lama said about, people they live their whole life using up all their health in order to make wealth and then they need to use up all their wealth to try to get back their health i knew you i knew you and i were gonna have some fun today so uh obviously a 95 pound store backstory behind what you're going with right here but i use this all the time i i tell people guys like granted i'm not a multi-billionaire yet so the point here is that if you have millions and billions of dollars and you're stuck in a hospital bed what the hell's the point I mean, true freedom, true freedom. You don't need millions and billions of dollars to live free. Okay. I can, I can stop everything I'm doing right now and live free because I'm a health. Like one of your questions to join your group was about, you know, what's your biggest frustration with your health? I said none. Cause I, I'm a ridiculous adrenaline junkie. I do all kinds of sports. I love my life. I'm, I just, I'm a, I'm a crazy, like if you, you and I'll connect, you'll see my lifestyle. It's stupid. So, <laughs> uh, so I, my only frustrations, which I answered your questions are obviously in the business world. I'm always looking to grow. I'm, I'm very, uh, I think back to the health piece, right? A lot of us are very hard on ourselves, right? Allowing the change to happen, put in the reps as you've hinted at, right? Start putting in the reps, make the changes. So I figured you'd appreciate that. So no, totally. Putting in the reps is really the key. There's something called product goals and there's something called process goals. And too often people just set up pro product goals. They want an outcome. They want an outcome and they're so hung up on their outcome that they forget that the outcome is not where things happen. Your mm. P&L at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year is not where change happens in your business. Change happens in your business by how many calls you make or how many networking events you went to, or how many emails you sent out, or how many people you helped, how many referrals you got. Like, what are the things that you can do? What is, what is your responsibility? People are so, like, so stuck on their weight, 
And you know, weight is a big deal, right? Weight is heavy. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, looking at your weight every day will hold you accountable, but it's not going to make you responsible for the activities that you need to do, like drinking enough water or like moving enough or like avoiding certain foods that turn into fat in your body and don't allow your body to actually burn fat. Your body has two different sources of fuel and it could either burn fat or it could burn carbs. And people don't know this. And that's why I wrote it in the book because I personally didn't know this. I was a pretty smart guy. I was reading a lot of stuff and I knew a lot about the diets, especially the yo-yo diet. Have you heard of the yo-yo diet? You're moving up and moving down. You're, you're, you're talking to somebody who's been in the health and fitness space for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> so you see people, you know, they lose a hundred pounds. They get a band around their stomach. I said, you don't need a rubber band around your stomach. You know where you need a rubber band? Around your freaking head. Yeah. That's where you need a rubber band. Put a rubber band around your head and realize that if you stop eating, you're going to stop gaining weight. Fasting yeah. is not a terrible thing. There's hormones that your body produces that when you fast, it actually heals you. But people are afraid that if they go five minutes without a cookie, they're going to die. Well, first of all, stop eating the freaking cookie because what you're referring to is there's two hormones that are constantly at battle with each other. These are nicknamed your, your hunger hormones. It's leptin and ghrelin. Those are most affected by sugars and grains. Okay, fats, healthy fat sources, do not phase them at all. So the whole point here that you're talking about right now is getting rid of the choppy craziness and evening that out. And what's the best burning fuel the body was designed to burn? Healthy fats, not sugar. Sugar is a flash in a pan. I'm a former firefighter, right? So I tell people oh, all the time, wow. picture a campfire, okay? What fuel that you put on that fire is going to burn the longest? The logs, right? Once you've built the fire, you keep adding logs to burn long into the night. That log is your fat. Do you want the healthy fat sources like avocado and olive oil and stuff like that? When I do fasting and stuff like that, I mean, I, I, I do, I do two day fasts every single quarter. Like people are like a complete fast. I mean, it's a special nutritional cleansing fast that I follow, but the point is fasting has been around for centuries before modern medicine. So I completely reinforce everything you're talking about. Yeah. And the CEO of Evernote, he fasts five days a week. That's a lot. I mean, I do a lot of, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. I love intermittent fasting. Cause I'm like, yeah. I, I, when I wake up, I, I literally have tested this. <laughs> I'll do a shot of olive oil and I order my olive oil straight from Italy. It's not been tainted. That's a whole other podcast. That's another um, conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Oh man. The business world and, and olive oil, man. Oh, anyway, the point yeah. is like, I can do a shot of olive oil and I'm good till two o'clock. People are like, what? I said, listen, you're, you, you're not ready for that yet. Right. But what, everything you and I are talking about, start making the positive change. Like start with just drinking water, right? Everybody, 70% of the population is dehydrated. 70%. of your body is water. Yep. And it's proven, science has proven that a 5% drop in hydration is a 30% drop in energy. You know what that means? Yeah. That means that if you if if your body's 80% water and you don't drink water for three hours, you're gonna have a 30% drop in energy mm -hmm. every three hours that goes by you're gonna and then you wonder oh my god i'm so tired i need another coffee no you don't need coffee you need water every time you breathe every time you exhale guess what you what you lose yeah yeah people don't know I, that I, your exhale breath has actual water vapor in it yeah and to prove it go outside in the winter when it's cold and breathe and look you'll be able to see your water leaving your body yep oh yeah i'm a huge skier i can reinforce everything you're saying <laughs> It's just incredible. So you got to drink up. You got to have half your weight in ounces. You got to realize that your bladder is 16 ounces. So if you're going to drink, you're going to end up going to the bathroom. People complain. They're like, Joe, I'm going to the bathroom every two hours. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> I thought something was wrong with me right away when I started drinking a lot of water. I went to my doctor. I was like, can you check my prostate? He's like, why? 
I said, because I am, I'm going to the bathroom often. He's like, how much are you drinking? I was like, I'm drinking a lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're going to go to the bathroom because whatever comes in goes out. I mean, that's what happens. That's, you know, one in one ear, out the other ear. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I love it. Um, and actually, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's already hinted at the books. So when you go to joeatfullbaum.com and you click on the author in his toolbar, it'll actually give you an option to go right through the website, which is highenergysecrets.com for the book. So, and actually real quick for our video feed, I'm going to go ahead and share that. So, by the way. Yeah, or you or you can go to Amazon. You can yeah. order the book. It's, that's the ebook is on highenergysecrets.com. But if you go to Amazon, you can buy the book and oh. they'll ship it to you the next day. So if you go to amazon.com and you just search Joe Applebaum or you search High Energy Secrets, well, here, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you one better because I always do this now for all my authors. So I've, I've since launched an Amazon influencer page. So um, here, I'll show you. So, I mean, while we're talking about your book, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and add it to my influencer page because every time I bring an author on, I want to help them get their books out there more. Uh, cool. Since, and this way you could add your affiliate link to it and people can buy well, it from your affiliate link. Well, because an influencer page, everything is automatically affiliated. And then once you've clicked on my banner on my website, which goes there, any feature shopping you do, if you haven't left the site, is all affiliated. So this is an influencer page, and now cool. I can I can look up your uh, your book. So hold on a second. Cool. So just high energy secrets. So this, ladies and gentlemen, this is called real time taking action. Okay, I know it might not be overly exciting to some of you, but I believe in taking book, action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing that you're doing real time taking action. Look, at the end of the day, and that's there the one, it's the green book. So at Boom. the end of the day, you have to realize that not, you don't get any results by sitting around and waiting for something to happen. Results happen when you do something. You've got to take action in order for you to get results. And the more action you take, the more results you're going to get. And the more results you get, the more you're going to believe and the more confidence you're going to have in yourself to be able to continuously take action and not stop. You know, perseverance is one of the rules that Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. He talks about having that persistence, having that perseverance and nonstop taking action because most people, they don't, they don't end up failing because they die. They end up failing because they quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that old, uh, the old cartoon graphic where you, they show two guys digging underground, like basically like mining, and they're trying to get to the diamonds. And... The one guy just gives up and he's right. He's within inches, like one more strike of that pick and he would have broken through the earth and, and, and it shows you this big, massive, a massive diamonds. And the, obviously the other guy gets there because he keeps going, right? There's a difference. A lot of people give up too soon. They want, they want results too quickly. And I mean, let's be real. You transformed yourself by 95 pounds. That didn't happen overnight. It did not happen overnight. As a matter of fact, it was a six, year journey. I was at it for six years. And the how many times I write in the book about my plateaus, I hit a plateau every year. And every year I wanted to give up and say it's useless. It's worthless. I just have big bones. No, Joe, you don't have big bones. You got a big appetite. So I had to learn how to earn. I had to learn how to burn. I had to learn the art of keeping it off. And now I get to teach others the art of keeping it off. And the same thing with business. You got to learn the art of keeping your clients. It's easy to get a client. It's hard to keep the client. Ah. I've serviced over 1,100 clients, and most of them went out of business because most small businesses go out of business within three years. I, I tell people all the time, my biggest client, she's a, uh, a manufacturer sales rep firm, right? And so she represents multiple manufacturing companies who don't want their own salespeople. They just outsource to a sales firm. 
okay, great. Um, but one of her competitors, they keep trying to add new product lines. I'm like, listen, you've already got a captive audience. You've already got the amazing client list. Just keep growing their companies for them. Uh, trying to uh, acquire a new client costs more. It's like it's sales and marketing 101, guys. Like if you can reach. So for years ago, I used to work for T-Mobile. I was an analyst for them. So you, you're very analytical. You and I were talking earlier about all the analytical stuff you're doing for LinkedIn right now. But um, I was on their methods and procedures team. One of the projects I worked on when I was a coach for them was we were trying to reduce customer attrition. Well, so we, we launched a retention department. Their whole job was to take customer service and amplify it like you need to save a customer. Saving a customer is way more affordable than trying to acquire a new one. Am I wrong? I on agree. This? No, no, I totally agree with you. As a matter of fact, I know somebody who does does uh, compliant risk compliance, and in, in the risk compliance that he does, he says he can 10x somebody's revenue without getting any more clients. Mm. Boom! Just 10x people's revenue. And the the answer is not always. You know, there are three different things in business. You either save money. You could either make money or you could eliminate risk. And if you can focus on those three things in your business, it's not always about adding a new customer. Sometimes it's about upselling your existing customers. And it's something I didn't understand when I just started my company. You know, I was one of the fastest growing companies in America, but I didn't really understand that the money was with your existing customers. And the day that I had my, a mentor come to me from a very successful agency, he built a $10 million in revenue, he sold it. And he said that in my office and he said, Joe, if you take all your customers, he's like, not all your customers are created equal. What are we talking about? Get as many as possible. He's like, no. If you take one of your small customers that are spending $500, $1,000 a month, and you want to increase them by 10, 20%, increase their spend by 10 and 20% with you, how hard would it be? I was like, oh, it would be almost impossible. We tried every single one. They're barely making it. Many of those companies that are spending $1,000 or less, they're not really big companies. They're really, really small companies. And I've serviced over a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, what if, what about those big companies that are spending, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars a month with you, right? Because I had a bunch of those. Sure. And I, he said, he said, if you wanted to increase them, I don't know, by ten thousand dollars a month, what would you need to do? How hard would it be? I was like, not hard at all. I just have to show them some results, prove to them that it makes sense for them to, if they're already investing twenty grand, they could invest thirty grand a month. It's no big deal. So then all of a sudden, he's like, you see, there's a very big difference between servicing somebody that's small and somebody that's big. Mm -hmm. If you're just servicing a bunch of small people, it's impossible to upsell them. So you're wasting your time serving them because mm -hmm. your goal is to grow your company. And if right. you can't grow your company, these guys are going to go out of business anyway because all businesses go out of business. Almost yeah. every single business goes out of business within three years, five years, or for sure, 10 years. They're out. They're done. Either because the entrepreneur got burnt out and they got the seven-year itch. Or because the market changed and they couldn't change fast enough, or a big behemoth came and took them over. It happens all the time. We see it all the time. And that's why there's so many new businesses opening up every single year. People don't have business strategy. People don't go to business school. They just open up a shop. They're like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Let me invest $200,000 into this random store that's never going to make me any money. Oh, okay. And then they go out of business in three years. Why? No strategy, no marketing, oh, no unique selling proposition, no plan. That's everything I do. Like People are like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I, I focus on strategy and execution because... I can't tell you how many people, they just slap a brand up online and they never took the time to identify their target audience. They're trying everything you just said, right? Focusing on these, all these small businesses, but what, what is your target audience? Are, are you just slapping a whole lot of manure up on the wall? <laughs> I mean, they're spraying and praying. Yeah. Spraying and praying. There you go. Right. So it's like, guys, like if you truly want to thrive and grow, who are you trying to thrive and grow with? Right. 
And who do you not want to thrive? Here's the most important part. Who do you not want to thrive and grow with? Those are the clients you get rid of because you hate think working about, with them. Yeah, think about the high-end furniture store versus Ikea, right? So the high-end furniture store, they want the person that's going to come in. They're going to browse. They're going to take their time. They're going to sit. Da, da. Ikea, they want to send you to the end of the world, and they want you just to keep walking. Keep walking. For the next month, keep walking because the, to get to the checkout counter, you got to be fit to get to Ikea, to get to the checkout counter. You got to walk around and around and around and around and around. And by the time you get your stuff, you got to schlep the stuff yourself, go to the warehouse, pick and pack it yourself, push it through, push it all the way to your car. And by the time you get home and you build it, you're already old. You're already too old to use the furniture. And the furniture is already broken by the time you build it. So you might as well build it outside so the garbage truck can take it. Mm -hmm. That's Ikea's value proposition. <laughs> and then, so that's why they bought TaskRabbit. Because the task rabbit will come and do it for you. Ah. Look, at the end of the day, really understanding who your customer is is going to be the difference between making and breaking your business. Because you can't service everybody. You can, but that's the easy way to go out of business by being the lowest cost provider. Mm -hmm. That's that's not sustainable because a bigger company can always charge less and lose more money than you. Well, look what so, happens. Look what happens to the manufacturers or these companies that take their product and they 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 think getting into Walmart's like the dream. And I'm like, no, it's not. I do not support that business model at all. I mean, it, you're going to, they're going to just unleash their weight upon you and nickel and dime your company to death. It's not. I, I just personally, I personally, that's my personal opinion on that. I don't really support the Walmart. <laughs> I, well, I, I look at the end of the day, do you want to build a brand for yourself that you can always have, or do you just want to ride a trend? Some people are want to ride a trend. Look, you want to ride a trend, do the Amazon that's thing. Good point. Good point. Do, do the Walmart thing. Maybe even buy their stock. I'd recommend buying Amazon over Walmart, but don't oh, yeah. take my, my word for it. But like at the end of the day is if you're riding a trend, the trend is your friend until it bends. That's one of the rules in stock trading, right? The trend is your friend until it bends, and it's going to bend someday. So if you don't own the customer, somebody said, oh, I'm doing $10 million a year on Amazon. I'm like, okay, you're doing $10 million a year on Amazon. What's your cost per acquisition? What are you currently paying for each order? He's like, I don't pay anything. It's free marketing. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. no, no, no. First of all, not only are you paying a percentage of your revenue for marketing, you're just paying for it later because you don't own the customer. Like, what do you mean I don't own the customer? Amazon like, owns the customers. I said, when, when, the, when the customer comes back to reorder your product, okay, let me get this straight. When the customer comes back to reorder your product and Amazon decides that it's such a good selling product that they're going to decide to put a new label. They're going to go to your manufacturer, private label it with Amazon basics on it. Ah. And, now gonna, and now instead of showing your product, they're going to show their product. Who do you think the customer is going to reorder from? You or Amazon basics that offers it for 10% less than you with Amazon free prime, same day delivery. Exactly. What do you think it's going to order? Exactly. They're not going to order from you anyway. They're done with you. Well, yeah. When, so, yeah. They, when they bought that product off of Amazon, did Amazon send them to your email list? No. Are they? Do you have any captured ownership of that customer? No. They, they use the Amazon site, not your site. The Amazon purchasing system, not your system. Amazon shipping, not your shipping. So it's Amazon's customer. So. It's Amazon's customer, it's Amazon's product, and mm -hmm. it's Amazon's success that's going to happen, not your success. And sure, you're going to make a couple of dollars today, but it's like being an employee. You want to be an employee? Great. You could be an employee, make some money now. now but if you want to be an owner? To your point, I love it because you already hinted at you, you threw the word in there. Are you trying to build like, you know, ride the wave or are you trying to build a brand? The advantage of building a brand is you can keep running out new products, new services, and eventually build so much recognition that people do start going to your site, to your brand headquarters, if you will. Like I have a friend of mine, my client, he's, 
he, he launched a company called Pure Vitamin Club. He's also got one called Pure Coffee Club. But he's selling the vitamins on Amazon, but he has a membership platform, which most of his customers are on directly through the site. So Amazon's almost kind of like a feeder. People can find out about the product, but then like, oh, wait a minute, I get, I get, a, I get a better price uh, if I go directly to the manufacturer because Amazon, he's got to charge a little bit more to cover the Amazon fees. He's like, if you want the best deal, come directly to us. And it's working very well for him. Or even if you charge the same amount, it's just more convenient, right? You know, with coffee or with certain products, and you get access to certain things that you can't get access on Amazon. So a strategy that I spoke to a client about recently is get people hooked on buying stuff on Amazon, and then stop selling it, and then they're going to go research it, and then they're going to find your website. Nice. Or you can put sponsored ads on Amazon that take them directly to your website. There are different ways to do it. You're using scarcity psychology. I like it. Yeah. So look, at the end of the day, is it's all it's all in your head. And if you believe that you can't do it, you're not going to be able to do it. So you have to have three things. I say there are three self-limiting beliefs that you have to overcome in order for you to be successful in business and in life. Number one is you can't believe in luck. Luck is a good thing, but luck happens automatically. What you need to do is you need to have a real good strategy and you need to work really hard. And when you have a really good strategy and you're prepared and you work really, really hard, that's when you end up getting lucky. Now, sometimes you're not going to get lucky. But the times that you get lucky, it's because you are prepared for the luck. There are 80% of people who win the lottery lose the money within three years. Yep. And another 16% commit suicide because they're not ready for the blessings. They're not ready for the riches. So get ready. That's yep. number one. Number two is trust. Most business owners that don't grow, they don't trust their employees. And the reason they don't trust their employees is because they don't trust themselves. They don't have confidence in their competitors. They don't have confidence in themselves. They don't have confidence in their employees. They don't have confidence in doing the right thing, riding the system. Instead, they're all paranoid. They're all jealous. They're all crazy. Out of the, they're not getting crazy results because they're in their head. And like I said before, if you're in your head, you're dead. So you got to learn what trust is. Trust is not a guarantee. Trust means you're going to get hurt sometimes. But if you can learn from the hurt, if you can learn from the failure, then you can succeed. And the last thing is change because change is inevitable. Change is life. Life is literally change. You got to transform from one being to another being constantly writing and understanding what's going on. You got to look into the future. Your job as a CEO, as the entrepreneur, is to know what's coming next. What happened yesterday doesn't mean it's going to happen again over and over and over. Things are going to change. And you might be saying, Joe, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I tell you, dude, you are broke. Change it. Fix it. Take your life to the next level. And those three things of luck, trust, and change, if you can really tap into those and remind yourself, where in my life am I trying to believe in luck? trying to get lucky and try to get skinny or get thin or get fit without doing the reps like you said you got to do the reps mm-hmm. if you don't do the reps your muscles are not going to grow if you don't run if you don't take care of yourself you're not going to be healthy if you don't invest in your business your business is not going to grow you can't just cut your sales team and expect to have sales it's not going to happen no, you got to keep don't get me going on that <laughs> yeah if you want to make i want to make more money i want to increase my client base but then they cut the sales budget i'm like really that's the dumbest thing you can do. When business is down, you double down on marketing. You don't yep. cut out the marketing because they're like, oh, I can't cut down the other stuff. No, cut down all the other fat, all the garbage you don't need. Cut all the employees that are not producing revenue for you. Mm-hmm. You need revenue generating activities. You got to think about RGA, revenue generating activities. If you're not doing that, if everybody's not in it to win it, you got to cut the fat and restart. And you got to change and you got to figure out what you need to do in order for you to succeed because ultimately your competitors are going to swallow you up because they're doing that. They are doing that. You know, when it comes to LinkedIn, we launched a LinkedIn prospecting plan. In the beginning, it was pretty tough. Now, did you run, launch that through Ajax? or We launched it through Ajax Union. We have a LinkedIn prospecting plan. And it just, like LinkedIn is a new SEO. 
Like what SEO used to be, if you go to ajaxunion.com, if you, if you slash LinkedIn prospecting, you could even watch a video there. Yeah. It really breaks down the whole plan slash LinkedIn prospecting. And, and you know, ultimately, LinkedIn is kind of like the new search engine optimization for B2B businesses. It used to be you go to Google and you update your title tag and your meta description and a couple of other things. Now you're number one on Google. Yeah. Well, when it comes to prospecting, when it comes to looking for prospects, the number one place where your prospects are right now is on LinkedIn. There's 500 million people on LinkedIn. And if you're not on LinkedIn, you're majorly missing out. What right. you want to do is you want to get onto LinkedIn and you want to try to find out where your prospects are, connect with them with a very specific strategy, then get on the phone with them. I just, I literally earlier today, I'm not kidding you. I, I just had my client like, listen, um, you need to update your, your company page. You haven't touched it since you launched it on LinkedIn how many years ago? Uh, she launched another project with another firm that's a joint brand. I'm like, you got to launch another company page for that for brand recognition. I was like, I, I go back. I've been on LinkedIn since it was founded. And the first thing I learned about SEO was thanks to LinkedIn because I didn't exist. My name did not exist online. And within a day, if you Google, well, I don't know if I was using Google back then, whatever. If you use the search engine, you typed in Scott Mulvaney. Within the first five results, on the beginning, the first result was LinkedIn. It's so keyword heavy. It's Their platform has always been that way. So I love the fact you're reinforcing that. And, and when Microsoft bought LinkedIn for $26 billion, what they did was they removed the necessity for you to actually know people to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Now you can literally connect with anybody. You can send anybody a connection request. So if you have a good strategy, like you said earlier, you need to have your target market clear because there's a limit to how many connections you can have on LinkedIn. There's actually a limit. You can only have up to 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. You'd be like, what do you mean 30,000? I only have seven. Yeah. Okay. That's because you're not working on your LinkedIn. Most, <laughs> most CEOs, the average CEO is 930 connections. The problem is they don't know about 50% of them. Mm -hmm. So they're connected to a bunch of people. They don't know. They randomly accepted. They have no plan, no strategy, and they're not consistently adding the right people to their LinkedIn. And as a result, they're missing out on major opportunities. I literally just got a guy contact me that ha that is spending $400,000 a month on Google AdWords. And he desperately needs us to build out a funnel for them. Wow. And he said, Joe, if it wasn't for LinkedIn, I never would have seen you. Yeah, see, there you go. And it, see, that stuff cracks me up because that's the other thing. The, the new strategy, like you can now, yes, you can now tr request to connect to people. That doesn't mean I'm going to accept you, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, one of the other features is if you click on the little menu option, when you go to connect with me, there's an option to personalize the invite. And don't use the pre-programmed invite, whatever scripts that LinkedIn gives you, because I know what all of them are. <laughs> so that's just something I, I, I'm a huge networking supporter. I love growing the network, growing the audience. I do it. I, I do it a lot in the podcasting world. And I tell people all the time, like, guys, like, take a couple of seconds to personalize an invite. If you expect somebody to open up their network like me, you better at least to try to do that. I mean, if you're using the robotic well, uh, scripts, I'm not going to listen. Well, tw so if you send out 50, we're sending out 50 to 100 new connection requests for our clients to their target market. Nice. And what we found is if you just send, if you just hit connect without doing anything, you only get about a 10 to 15% connection rate, acceptance mm -hmm. rate, 10 to 15%. If you actually customize the message with something meaningful, with the person's name, with something that you saw on their profile or whatever it is, it goes up to north of 30% acceptance. Mm. So you double your results 
Now, in some industries, it may not make sense to double your results. If you're going for quality for quantity over quality, you may just want to be okay with the 10 to 15% and just, you know, knock it out. You got to be careful because if you have more than 1500 pending invitations on LinkedIn, what they do is they ban you from, from except from uh, asking more people. So what right. we do is we add about a thousand to 1200 to be safe. And then we start withdrawing the ones that haven't accepted. Smart so there's move. a method to the madness because we're doing it to so many people. There's actually a method to the madness. And when you, when you nurture people, so the first thing is identify who you want to target. The second thing is reach out to them strategically. And the third thing is nurture them before you ask them to get on the phone. You want to first ask them a question. You want to just see if they're even engaging. Because if they're not engaging with you, then don't try to sell them anything. Then you want to try to engage them through email and say, hey, I sent you a message on LinkedIn. Do you check it? Yeah. And that's it. And leave it at that. And if they don't even respond to email or to LinkedIn, then you can pick up the phone and call them. Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, I sent you an email. I sent you a LinkedIn. I just want to make sure that you're actually getting those messages. Are you getting them? And yeah. they'll be like, whoa, I, don't, I didn't even know. What, what is LinkedIn? <laughs> what, what platform do you use? Facebook. Boom. Now you know where your prospect is using Facebook. You connect with them on Facebook. And now you had a phone conversation. So when you call them back the next time, you're no longer a stranger. Yep. So there are, there are methods to getting through to people. If you don't need to get through to a billion people, instead you want to get through to, let's say, 500, 1,000 people over the next three months, this is a very powerful strategy for you to get in front of your target market very quickly, very effectively. And let me tell you, we've been able to see some amazing results, both for ourselves and for our clients. We right. have this really great dashboard. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, I, I like this real quick. You actually put on here, message me in your, yeah. I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the, uh, the YouTube. So I just, I, I think that I, I was cracking up when I saw that earlier. So I was like, Oh yeah, yeah that's smart. You're giving people a hint. You're giving them a yeah. hint, but how many people actually notice that? <laughs> yeah. Well, some people take it and they say, Joe, I took your message me thing and I added it to my own thing. Cause I love that. Look, but at the end of the day, I do seminars and webinars on LinkedIn. I teach people how to optimize their profile, how to prospect like a King, how to export their stuff. I have this whole, I have this amazing dashboard, which I offer, and I'm happy to offer it to your listeners. If you go to my profile, you can on see LinkedIn. more information. If you go to joeapplebaum.com, if you go to linkedin.com slash in slash joeapplebaum, you'll be able to see um, a video that I recently posted with my dashboard. I have this crazy, so one of, the, one of my goals this year is to analyze 1 million LinkedIn connections. So how am I going to do that? I'm going to get 300 people that have 30,000 connections send me their connections and I'm going to have them be able to, I'm going to help out, you know, I'm going to help 300 people that have an average of 3000 connections be able to, to analyze their connections. I'm going to add the dashboard to 300 people. That's going to so, be cool. I mean, is, I anybody, already, is anybody else doing anything like that? No, nobody else is doing that because nobody else took the time to teach people how to export their data on LinkedIn. That's number one. So if you go to my recent activity and you click on my, my posts, you'll be able to see all that. Um, that's number one. No, people don't take the time. And second of all, most people don't know how to use a, a spreadsheet. Most, most people don't know how to use Excel. Oh, my God. So, What's up with that, by the way? I mean, how do you not know how to use Excel? <laughs> people have no idea how to use Excel. And people don't know how to set up pivot tables. They don't know how to manipulate information. So click on see activity. And then you see recent activity. You'll be able to see my posts. And in my posts, you'll be able to see everything that's going on over there. Yeah. Um, but feel free to hit feel free to hit connect, and I'll be happy to accept the connection. Oh request. yeah, yeah. I just wanted so to get I wanted to get right over to the feed so I could share that because uh, I think people just people underestimate the power of LinkedIn. Like I said, I've been on a long time. I mean, I admittedly yeah. I don't do a ton of active business development on there. Like I'm I'm 
but I, I know, I know it's power. Right. And I've used it. So, uh, yeah. And I'm also hosting networking events. I'm going to be doing what I'm doing one in Brooklyn next week. I'm going to do one in Philly. I'm yeah, going to so do you got one, one in Philly. Philly. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I live an hour North of Philly in Allentown. Oh, cool. I'm only cool. an hour and a half from New York city, just West of there. So I'm right. Okay, up. cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to start a meetup group that is for LinkedIn people that want to meet offline. Nice. And, and you know, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be building it to 30,000 people. So I want the limit. I want the limit of LinkedIn to be in real time on a meetup group with 30,000 engaged LinkedIn people. Oh, that'll be and cool. It just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I already built up a group in the past, a meetup group to 5,000 people within one year. So I know how to build up a meetup group. I know how to run networking events. I know how to do seminars and add value that way. So I'm going to be building up this group and I'm going to be making a difference in a lot of people's lives. So for now, the short term, the sh in short term, I'm going to do a couple of events. I'm going to invite people to join the events. I'm going to teach them a little bit about LinkedIn hacks and how to make the most of their networking. You know, believe it or not, as many people are, are afraid of public speaking, there's that many people afraid of networking. Because I know that I was one of those people. I used to be afraid of networking because it's the same thing, right? We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of showing up to a networking event. We're afraid that somebody's going to say, you're not worthy of having a conversation with me. And the reality is if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't come prepared and you don't, you're not there to add value and you're just like, it's all about you, you're going to fail on networking. Networking yes. is not that. LinkedIn is not about showing up and saying, well, who can I sell what to? You know, Ivan, Ivan Meisner, he's the founder of BNI. Have you heard of BNI? Oh, I know BNI. Yep. Yeah. So BNI has 300,000 members globally. All these are networking people. And he gets up in front of crowds of thousands of people and says, who here has come to this networking event to sell something? And everybody raises their hand. And then he says, who here has come to buy something? And nobody raises their hand. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's what I call networking disconnect. Yeah. Where everybody's there, to, everybody's there to sell and nobody's there to buy. If you want to be an effective networker, you have to be there to add value. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, how can I add value to your life? And if you come, a place, if you come from a place of adding value consistently, you're much more likely to succeed. You're much more likely to grow your business if you can help somebody else grow their business. Because uh, what I love where you're going with this because... Uh, the last networking event I was at, I, I recently started, and I, I normally don't like writing, but um, there's a, a magazine here that's uh, for networking. It's called Networking or Network Mag, and because I'm such a health and fitness junkie uh, entrepreneur, they're like, "Hey, you know, would you consider writing an article?" And this was late last year, and I did. Then they invited me back again, invited back again. Well, anyway, they do a VIP party launch for every new issue, so I've, I'll, I'll be. I just got an email today. I'll be released again the next issue so i've done three back-to-back -back issues i always get invited to the vip party they they send additional tickets that i have to i get to invite select people that i want to bring you know since i'm a contributor but when i go to these events it's a networking event let's be real people and the first thing the, the one thing you i'll appreciate you i hope you appreciate was the last event i use her all the time i'm not going to mention her name woman's walking around with a giant wad of business cards in her hand like right in front of her just high energy, blah, 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 comes walking right up. I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody trying to give them some advice on social media, and she interrupts. Number one, rude. Then number two, she's like, hey, guys, I just want to stop by real quick because I got to hit my quota. I want to make sure I reach 50 people tonight. Here's my card. And I just, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, this woman is like 40-some years old. She's, a, she's a, I mean, her card looked amazing. She's a real estate professional, but I'm like, this is not how you network. Your card holds no value to me. 
you don't you didn't even qualify me. You you just you want me to take your card because you have to hit your 50 card quota tonight? What is that? <laughs> so Yeah, it's like the worst. I always say I don't give cards, I take cards. Thank you. You should establish an amazing connection to the point where and that's what I tell people. I'm like, "Oh, do you have a card?" "Oh, yeah, I guess I can get them out for you because I don't just walk around with my cards in my hands. I, I, for a little while, I stopped handing out cards. I made people go on LinkedIn while I was standing there and connect with me on LinkedIn on the app. <laughs> and look, most of the people that you're connecting with, you don't want to follow up with. When you go to a networking event, you don't want to follow up with everybody that you speak to. You want to follow up with the right people because you. you're limited on time and you want to follow up properly. Yes. I love that. I love that. So... Man, we've been hitting on some powerful, powerful nuggets of knowledge, man. I knew you were going to bring some power once I, when I reviewed your profile. I was like, all right, I think you're not going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was really, really great. Thank you so much for having me on the program. I really appreciate being here. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, you can go to joeappledown.com. Yep. You can follow me on LinkedIn. You can check my motivation group on Facebook. And for me, I'm here to add as much value as I can to whoever's listening to this. So feel free to reach out to me. Let me know that you heard this. And let me know what I can do to help you get motivated. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, FYI, ladies and gentlemen, as they all know, I will, I will, I will add that Facebook group as well because I already have all of your other profiles that will go into the show notes on the website. I always publish that with the podcast. So they'll, you'll, everybody gets that. They get the links. The Facebook group will be included. Uh, but I will need one more thing from you. I close out the show with the co-host closing out the show. And this is just a chance for you to leave behind some final words. I mean, you've already dropped some serious bombs today. So is there, and this is not a, obviously an opportunity to sell or market, right? We've already done that. What is, is there an all-encompassing message? Like you've gone through your weight loss and you're helping companies grow and you're a family man and you get it, right? So it's like, is there any kind of all-encompassing message right now at a higher level that you'd like to leave behind to the audience to help maybe motivate them, you know, motivate them? So there's one thing that I used to say all the time is I know that already. I know that already. I'm looking for that new idea. I'm looking for that thing I've never heard before. And one of the things that I want to leave you with is that if you find yourself hearing a message and saying, I know that already, I want you to ask yourself, I know that already, but am I doing it? Mm -hmm. Just add that. Add that little message. I know that already, but am I doing it? If you, if you hear that you need to drink water and you heard it before, I need to drink half my weight in ounces and you say, I know that already, and you're not doing it, well, then you're a fool. If you know that you need to be marketing yourself and you need to have the right strategy in your business and the right demographic, and you, need, you know what you need to be doing on social media to get referrals or the right methods of networking, or you know you need to become an influencer and you need to learn how to do things, and you say, well, I heard that already. I'm looking for a better idea. I'm looking for a new way to do it. You're going to be missing out because you're trying to drive the luck train. Stop trying to drive the luck train. Instead, set your own strategy. Set your own strategy, and that will help you be able to take your life and your business to the next level. That's really the key here. The key is don't say, I know that already. Instead, say, I know that already, but am I doing it? And how many times do I have to hear the message over and over and over and over again until I actually start doing it? Mm, that's powerful. I love it. See, I knew you'd be able to close out strong. Well, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, 
another powerful show. Obviously, we focused a lot on business today, but hey, we touched a little on the health, the fitness, the wellness, weight loss. Okay, this is a well-balanced gentleman. So make sure, as I hinted, all of the links will be in the show notes. Make sure you go there and follow him, like him, reach out to him, connect with him. And uh, if you're in the Facebook world, make sure you check out that Facebook group link too. So again, ladies and gentlemen, another powerful Live the Fuel show. I, th- I can't say any better. He closed out the show right. So again, thanks for listening in. And remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon.
Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.